This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Bowler coming up here momentarily. And no, not Lisa's pet name for Gordon, but the actual bowler. Nice. So I'm actually, getting, I'm kind of uh, talking to Bowler right now before we go out to Bowler. Okay. Well, I still am trying to get past the fact that you're going to bury yourself with all your money. Lisa's pet leave. name for me is Bowler. I mean, that's that's not so rare, right? I, I don't know. That seems kind of wasteful to me. Well, let's ask. Uh, let's ask Bowler. First of all, Bowler, how are you? How are things? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing all right. Do you think it's weird that uh, when I go, when I leave this world, uh, Bowler, that I want to be buried with all of my money? <laughs> I, I, are they going to like? How are they going to do it? I mean, are they going to like? You going to turn it into gold coins or you know like gold? <laughs> bars and put it in put it in there well how, see, how do you how do you want to go out how now, do you want to take it i like where your mind's at with the gold bars because that would make it really difficult for my pallbearers which i feel like it I would be get, a heavy lift yeah yes, i could get would. a good laugh from the from the great beyond but really you know a cashier's check will do i don't i don't okay. mind you know what just just as long as it goes down into the ground with me i'll be dog man well i mean it'll just sit there i mean it can't be used right um exactly we could photocopy it and then keep the real thing up here. Austin said that if he does do this, that he's going to go rob his grave. <laughs> grave robber? Oh, man. Like Egyptian times? Only because it's Jake. Jake right. would be but, fine with it. Yeah, but here's the thing about it, Bowler. It's not that Jake wants to take it with him. It's not like he thinks he needs to pay to get into heaven or some other place. It's that he wants to penalize everybody around him. Hmm. Hmm. So, Jake, is your is your philosophy? Uh, look, you earned your keep. Yeah. And so you want your children to then earn theirs. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know what? I'd really blindside them with it too. You know. Hold just, on. Wait a second. Have your parents told you they're not going to leave you anything? I haven't had that conversation with them. <laughs> <dad. laughs> I have not been that presumptuous yet, Gordon. Haven't haven't well, crossed that bridge. I know your folks pretty well, and I think they're generous people. I think they may toss you a biscuit or two. So have you your know? kids crossed that bridge with you yet? You you get uh, the girls coming up to you like, so, Dad, how much are you leaving us when you croak? <laughs> Bowler. Can you, can, you, can, you write, can you write your not, name on this line, and we'll fill it in later? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. That's a personal question that everybody has to figure out, right? One you know, you not, just it's asked me. It's an uncomfortable me. convo. I got to be honest. It's uncomfortable. It is. It, it's a bizarre conversation to have. It's <laughs> one that has to be had, but you just say, "I'll put it off." Let's. Ah, we'll talk about that next month, or you know, ah, we'll talk about that next year. Yeah. Particularly bizarre when we have the television voice of the hottest team in the league on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should be getting into the basketball that's being played. 
Uh, no, these these conversations, you know. Look, this is this is a life. This this show covers life as well. We so. do. We do <laughs> go down. Yeah, we do go down <laughs> some interesting rabbit holes. Uh, but Bowler, what are you? So nineteen out of twenty. The last time that a Jazz team did that, Bowler, going back to nineteen ninety seven. Man, this team is on fire. Yes, uh, and that's a pretty good team, if I do remember right. Uh, running down that roster, uh, headlined by. Stockton and Malone and a guy named Hornacek and a head coach named Sloan and, a, and quite a group of, uh, you know, uh, you know, characters that, that were around those. Um, this, this team, I just sit back. I, I got to be honest. I try not to get too high or too low. I think I took that from uh, Ricky Rubio, but it's, you can't during the course of 82, you know, games, 72 this year. And nearly 100 by the time you get through preseason and postseason games. But there is something going on here uh, that you cannot, you know, turn your turn a blind eye to, guys. Um, you know, I, my, I get asked this all the time, uh, who are they? And the first thing that comes to mind is really the, the new definition or the definition, I don't know if it's new, but the definition of team. People kind of scoff and go, come on, it can't be that way. But in reality, you know, you even see what Jordan Clarkson did last night and Donovan out there. The old, the old water bottle trick has returned. Um, this team has some, has some special individuals on it. Uh, they have a, a special type of chemistry, but also they've been given permission to go out and just play ball. Uh, and, you know, Quinn Snyder has talked a lot about that over the last week or so and how all this came about and the discussions they had in the bubble. Uh, the fact when they have timeouts, you know, more player input. What do you want to do? Joe made a mention last night. Let's go run, and that's really kind of a that's kind of a beautiful thing, honestly. That coaches and player uh, or players have that type of communication and that type of trust uh, with one another. They can go out and, and play any style of basketball that may be that that may need to be played at that particular time. And I kind of go back just. Not not last night, but the Miami game when really the three ball had been kind of short of late. Last four, I believe, was 33%, and the Jazz were up in the 40s uh, at one time. I think they'd fallen down to 39, but still, they're taking the shots, weren't making as many. So what they did, you know, they started picking pockets. They started going out and maybe getting a little more physical defensively, which allowed them to get some easy buckets off the turnovers. And all of a sudden, you know, the three hasn't fallen, so they're making adjustments and they're winning in different ways, which I find really intriguing, by the way. You know, sometimes you get saddled in or pushed into a corner of just having really one way to play. But what I'm seeing is the Jazz actually have many ways of beating an opponent, whether it's defensively uh, or whether it's from the three or whether they decide to kind of, you know, own the paint. So, you know, guys, I'm just sitting back and having a good time. This is a great time in jazz, you know, franchise history. It, it's right up there with what John and Carl were able to, were able to produce. And look at what they've been able to do at, the, on home, at home and road records. My goodness, they have the best home record in the league and the second-best road record. And they've really reestablished what that team of the – of the late 90s, mid-90s were able to do, and that was to make then Delta Center, now Vivint Arena, a very difficult place to play and where teams second-guess, I think, themselves when they walk in that building again. 
So, Bowler, do you, a word that gets tossed around a lot with this team is comfort. We've heard that with Mike Conley. We've heard mm-hmm. that with uh, Jordan Clarkson. What exactly does that mean? How do you interpret that? I think comfort for this team is um, the fact that they know each other's uh, habits on the floor. And so there's no surprises. I guess it would be uh, the sixth sense rule. You know what I mean, Gordon, where you would say, I know you well enough to anticipate where you will be. And so it makes my job easier along with yours. So passing, even though there's been some turnovers and some passes, these guys do get a little wild at times on trying to throw over the top of the defense. Defenses read it, and they pick it off in mid-flight, and off they go. And that's where the Jets still, I think, you know, are going to try to improve. They have to, uh, especially in the second half of the season and come playoff time. But I, I think they just have a knack of knowing that's what the beauty is when you have teams that stay together for a certain amount of time. And the pick and roll is spot on. Joe knows where to go with the ball. Faves as well with Joe. Mike Conley, even in his 14th year, Jake, I got to be honest. And you and you know you guys talk about this in the post game show all the time. I it's rare that you see a 14 year pro decide that he can still be coached and can improve his game. And I, Mike Conley fits that bill to me. Um, you know adjustments last year. Uh, and now, obviously, having a health issue with, with the hamstring. But what he's doing and the way he's running the show with Donovan and Joe and Clarkson, he knows he doesn't have to have the ball in his hand all the time. And so he's at that comfort level, Gordo, and everyone else follows along. Uh, Donovan, I think, is figuring out who he is. There's pressure, let's be honest with him, being a high-paid four-year uh, pro at the age of all of 24, and it's really an amazing thing to watch. And I think they got obviously they got through the COVID situation, um, and that was a real test, I believe, for this team. And sometimes when you go through some of the most difficult times uh, of your life, uh, it only bonds you closer. And I think even though Donovan and Rudy, you know, it's well documented, didn't speak for a while, they worked it out. And maybe in a way it makes the bond even tighter. So um, that's what I see. I mean, it's it's just an odd uh, situation where you think about big three around the NBA. You have to have big three. In reality, I think team still plays a big factor in how this thing uh, may turn out. You mentioned coachable bowler, and I want to ask you about Quinn Snyder because he's gotten, at least it would appear to me, total buy-in to what he wants to do. And, and mm-hmm. it starts with Donovan and starts in, in Rudy and Donovan being unselfish and playing the way Quinn Snyder wants him to play. Jordan Clarkson taking shots out of his game. You've you've heard him talk about that a number of times in the postgame where he says he's doing threes and at the rim and he's cut out the mid-range stuff. They obviously listen. And and you know Quinn Snyder, and you've had a chance to to watch a bunch of practices up close. What is it about him as a coach that creates that buy-in? Do you think? Uh, I you know he's a smart guy first and foremost, and we know about his education and and you know multiple degrees. Um, Duke, uh, Mike Shashevsky is a pretty good guy to give you your first lesson in coaching. I would think playing at Duke and then being around. Popovich, I think what he's done is take a little piece here, a little piece there, but it's still who he is. And, you know, talking to him over these last seven years, 
you know, I've watched him also get to know this team better and personality driven in the sense of what is the main thing, the button he has to push uh, to get the most out of a certain player. And then as a group, how does that work and how does he formulate uh, all these personalities into a team concept? And he has done it. And I think, again, for me, when I saw Clarkson come back, Jake, and sign the four-year free agent contract where he could have jumped anywhere, mind you, but everyone mentions they want to play for Quinn. They like the system. And then the third thing is I like this locker room, and then it's I like my teammates. And so that, that is not just one player. That is a multitude of players on this roster. And we, we've watched it since Donovan was a rookie. You know, I think this team was hungry for an absolute front-line front leader. You know, and again, I'm not bashing Hayward, but, you know, off you went to Boston. And leadership that was desperately needed never really came about during that time. And Rudy was young, and Donovan comes on board and raised his hand like you would see somebody in class and say, I'll take that responsibility. And look what's happened from that point on. I mean, it's, it's just it's an amazing story, and it still isn't finished, and it's fun to, to, to be a part of it. And I think Jazz fans are seeing something that's really refreshing. And I'm still sure there's some doubters, and there's a long ways to go. But you're 28 games in. You're nearly halfway through the 72-game season. Um, and then I'm waiting just to see what the second half's all about because you're going to see a lot of Western Conference teams, by the way, because the Jazz have made quite a run through the East already. Uh, but I just think it's those combinations of things, personalities that that actually they like each other, they're not jealous of each other, they understand Clarkson's a high-volume shooter, and look at the results he gives them. And, and Joe gets it from a starter uh, back to the bench, bench back to a starter, and there isn't a lot of griping about it, at least not in the media. And that tells me that it's true, it's a tight team. And they've got a goal, and we know what that is. So, Bowler, let me ask you a tough question. It varies from team to team, I get it. Let's say you're the coach of a, of a, a, a playoff team in the West, and you're going up against the Jazz, mm-hmm. not, in, not in a playoff series, just in a regular season. What defense would you throw up? What, what would you do to, to combat what the Jazz are doing right now? What I see, Gordon, that's a great question. And, you know, it's been talked about a little bit. Coach uh, has touched on it maybe once or twice. But you have to listen on these Zoom calls to see, you know, where some of this information kind of jumps out at you and say, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that the Jazz are still trying to improve on taking that first punch and then deliver, but being the first one to deliver it. Don't take it, but deliver it. And that means the physical play that you see on the floor. The Jazz get knocked off spots on the floor. They double down on the three-point line. Jake, you guys, Tim, you guys have talked about this. And when the Jazz tend to, to feel rushed or uncomfortable, if you make any team uncomfortable, it probably goes for everyone in the league. But I still think the Jazz could be more physical at times and be a little bit more, I don't know, just tougher in the sense of, claiming the prize and making a point early because if you can make that that dent 
if you can, you know, get off and score 35 in the first quarter, uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of successful nights. You may, you're going to have to hold for runs because it happens. You know, we've watched it. We know it. The Jazz make runs. Their opponent's going to make runs. That's just the way this league is built. But I think it's just being prepared and coming out with attitude. That was something we always talked about last year. Man, the Jazz just didn't seem ready. Right, Jake? You guys talked about that a ton uh, on the pre- and post-game shows. And I think they're much better this year, uh, even though there's still much room for improvement. I think they're taking hits and then hitting back, not physically, but the mental blows that, that come with playing this game and somebody saying, look, I've been around, you haven't. And, uh, you know, look look at uh, the start they've had. I mean, it's it's really kind of an intriguing thing to see, you know, uh, you know Ben Simmons just rocking, rocking the house and dropping down by 14. Sometimes teams curl up and that's it. But the Jazz don't seem to panic. And then you roar back and you win by 11 after trailing by 14. Really an amazing thing last night. Uh, the Jazz rarely trail. But they had to climb back last night, and again, another good test for them to show kind of the personality and who they are. Fuller, they've had slow starts and still come back to win, as you just pointed out. They've had fast starts. They've had wins where they've been up 30. They've had wins that were close for a while, and then they win by 20. They've had wins where they've had to do it by the three. They've had wins where Rudy has dominated at the rim. They've had wins where they've had to do it on defense, like against Miami on Saturday. What does it say about this team that they're doing it in so many different ways? Well, they're they're versatile, you know, and I hope people understand that, that this team, you know, despite the fact you're not hanging your hat on alleged three superstars, but look, there is talent here. Mike Conley, come on. I mean, that guy has has made a huge jump. And like I said before, I, I compliment him for being able to improve his game in his 14th season and also has an, having a terrific year from three. Donovan <clears throat> taking the hit, taking the comment from Shaq, being a, a young, um, you know, confident young player who took those comments and then turned them in just to performance numbers, right? Gobert, underrated, still performs. And, you know, two-time defensive player of the year. And then you got Royce O'Neal, who was undrafted. And, gosh, look what this guy's become. I mean, he's on every every top player in the league on a given night. And some nights, you know, there's some rough goes. Okay. But on most nights, the guy's using his fouls, and he's putting his body on guys, and he's making it tough for them to score. And then you get a Jordan Clarkson, who I can't even explain, Jake and Gordon, what kind of player this guy is. I don't think I've ever seen on in a, in a Jazz uniform the versatility, the attack mode, and the constant motor of, of a guy that has so much confidence and, the, and, and his teammates don't ride him for taking shots because he's high volume, right? But that's the way he plays, and Quinn wants him to shoot the three even more. Um, there's just – every player has a story, man. Faves return. George Niang, another guy overlooked, but still on given nights. If you can get eight to ten points off of him, that's gravy. And then Mieoni intrigues me because he's just a young guy, but a good defender and a body that can play in this league. Um, man, there's just story after story. And I think teams around the league, every coach I've heard uh, over the last uh, month has been incredibly complimentary of what Quinn has done. In fact, uh, you know, Steve Kerr even said, and Jake, I think, and Scordo, you guys heard this as well. He feels like the Jazz are what the Warriors were of four years ago, just, you know, during the – start of their dynasty 
before injuries, um, you know, knocked him down. But that's that's a great compliment. But nothing's been achieved yet. I know if Quinn was listening or he was in, being interviewed right now, that's exactly right. That's exactly what he was saying. We've done nothing uh, except excite a, a fan base <laughs> in Salt Lake City and beyond. By the way, I get you know Europeans. I mean, the Australian fans are crazy about Joe and the same overseas uh, with France and Engelbert and others. It's uh, the Jazz have a, a a growing fan base right now for sure. But there's an excitement with this team, Bowler, that. I think it's born out of the this thing is emerging. You know, we're watching something improve right in front of our eyes. And that doesn't happen that often in the NBA. You know, Jake and I were talking about this the other day, and we were trying to think of other examples. And one of them might have been the Warriors as they started to get better. But typically you are what you are. But I know that's not what coaches say, but you, you kind of are. Well, this team is not what people thought it was going to be. It is improving right before our eyes. And and, you, and the players seem to be feeding off of that. They seem to be realizing what is taking place. Not that they're taking it for granted, but they're, they're, they're excited about it too. They are. They are, and they should be. I think they really realize that the bubble is, I think when this story is written, Jake and Gordon, I think the bubble will be really the centerpiece of the story when they were alone for, what, two months uh, by the time they got back into camp and got back home and got knocked down, left the, you know, the old, you know, cliche, bad taste in the mouth, and Donovan stepping up saying this will never happen again. You know, I, you can play that all you want, and fans have heard that with every team in America and beyond. You know, I don't like it. We're always going to remember this. But to really back it up is, is a whole nother level. And for Donovan to say that, that, look, we're not going to go back and revisit this. We're not coming back this way again. We're moving forward. And to see them actually do it is is the thing I think that electrifies and excites the fan base. Um, you know, it's the bubble, I think something happened there. Uh, whether they worked through their disagreements, uh, obviously they were stressed. I was there in Oklahoma City that night on March 11th. I can't believe it's coming up on a year, by the way. It's here it is, past February, what's today, the 16th. We're coming up on a year. And all they've been through, I think, still makes people either you break away or you get stronger. And I know in this case, my bet is this it made the team stronger, and they even bonded and got kind of decided who they were going to be and wanted to be in the bubble away from everyone. And that's where Quinn, I think, morphed a bit too, Jake, is that, he makes a point that he realized talking to the players that they were good, good shooters, good athletes that could do multiple things. And he decided to open things up. And when you heard him say the light is green, bright green, uh, you realize that things were changing and they continued to, they continued to impress this, this league. You know, there's a lot of people still not believing, but I think little by little they're chipping away. I think coaches absolutely believe because I've heard them all on our pregame Zoom calls, and they're really impressed. And uh, you're hearing the you know the Jazz the best team in the West, not only by record, but 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 by the way they play and execute. And they're scoring a lot of points by the way, and their defense is still in the top five, so or top six. But it's it's exciting. I'm I'm sitting back having a blast working with T. Um, Harpreet's coming back to do a couple of games with the Clippers, and we'll see how it works out tomorrow night. But um, it's fun time right now. Kind of reminds you, 
uh, back in the day. I know people don't like to go back sometimes. You think about right now, but there was a special time not long ago. Actually, it has been a while, 97 and 98, but those are great runs against another great player in Michael Jordan. Uh, Who will the Jazz face if they get to that level? Who knows? LeBron's still hanging around, but uh, the Jazz just do it as a team, and it's fun to watch. Buller, just a, a quick personal curiosity question before we let you go. Um, you've known Gordon for a long, long time, been great friends. You were the original host of, of the big show, and uh, you probably get the same question I do all the time, and I'm curious how you answer it, all right? When somebody says, what's Gordon really like, what's mm-hmm. your go-to answer? Uh, I say Gordon is exactly who he is as you hear him on the air. Uh, very much straight up. Uh, talks truth. Um, people have criticized him. I've been there with him when people have almost, Gordon, can I say this? I mean, actually have become verbally abusive and Gordon's <laughs> held his tongue and has been a pro, you know, through it out, through all of it. He has an opinion. That's what he gets paid to do. But in reality, he wears a ball cap, a t-shirt. He matches well, by the way, Jake. You he know? does. He does. You know, the, the color, the color wheel is really good. The Garanimals, Gordo, keep it up, pal. <laughs> He's a terrific BSer. Uh, he is. Yeah, and he, he, you know, I love his stories about him being an Indy car race driver. Then he, you know, won the Kentucky Derby, and he was, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, all those things, man. But no, I mean, I think he is who. Uh, from honestly, uh, I think I hope listeners understand this through all the years that you listen to Gordon Monson is that uh, what you get is who he is, and he usually just comes right off the cuff with it. Doesn't please everybody, whether. You know, BYU, Utah, or whatever, but he's got an opinion, and that's that's what he does. And uh, I've always respected him for well, that. You're, 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 Buller, you're way, taking, you're way taking, nicer than I am, Bowler. Uh, I know, I know, I know, believe me. He's yeah. taking a lot of heat, you know, and I respect that too because he's held his ground. He, he did, you know, you can back off when people really pressure you, but he stands, you know, with what he believes is, well, his opinion. Doesn't mean it's fact. He just is throwing it out there for debate, and that drives this show. It drives every radio talk show in America, and you know opinion. And so, I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Does he dress what, what? the best? No, I mean, you know, does he pick up a bill? Does he leave friends at airports? Yes, yes. all <laughs> yes. these things. All these things. Yes. Does he leave yes. you with a glass of iced tea at a restaurant? Hell, yes, he does. <laughs> you know, but through it all, through it all, we get through it. What Bowler didn't ex- describe there was when uh, when I was being verbally accosted, I was hiding behind Bowler. <laughs> I just said, like, hey, man, are you really going here to this guy? But, you know, there's passion. You know what it is, too, Jake? Because, you know, you guys see it and hear it and get the tweets and all this stuff. The passion is, is you know, is, is something I, I continue to be amazed at. But I, I get it. I've been at this a long time, as you guys have too. But the passion is deep. And, you know, with sports and their teams and religion and opinions and all the above. And maybe runs a little hotter sometimes in this state. But um, it's always a fun line of discussion. You know, Stockton, pound for pound. Man, I love that talk. You know, people think I'm crazy. People agree. Um, but. You know, I said, you know, they, they even label him as the dirtiest player. I mean, me and, me and Gordo have been going after this for years. And, I'm, you know, he'll, he'll never be right. 
As you know, Jake, I mean, you're always right. Yeah, Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. You know, Bowler, when I'm when I'm faced with that question, what's Gordon really like? I always say, you know, he's he's a really great example of why commitment laws should be altered and it should be much easier. Should much easier to to commit people because just should I you you want to call me up and should I you want me to help you escort him in? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) May need your help, Bowler. We'll get we'll get a straight jacket and get it squared away. Let let me fit one word in about Bowler. Um, I've seen Bowler in a lot of situations, and he's very courteous, very nice to people, just a gentleman all the way around. But I have seen a couple of occasions where someone has been disrespectful to Bowler and has gotten up in his face a little bit. And I'll tell you right now, as nice as the man is, as decent as the man is, you push push on him too hard, and I'm telling you, Bowler does not back down. I will say it this way. You know the cliche about someone you'd want to be in the foxhole with, man? Bowler's my guy, man. I, I, I've, I uh, have tremendous respect, Bowler. You know that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that, pal. I do. But I'm getting too old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I get knocked down pretty easy now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I always like that line too, Jake, when, uh, what was it, Frank Layton always said, ah, you're going to a bar fight. You, you make sure you have Jerry with you. You may lose an arm and a leg, but, you know, at least you're going to walk out, you know, a winner. And I, I love those lines. Those are Frank Layden extraordinaires, you know. But Jerry was the guy, man, that I saw him go, you know. He would stiffen like a board if somebody, you know, would challenge the, the, the Jerry Sloan in the day. Uh, but that's the way he played. That's the way he believed. You know, you live your life. You protect yourself. You protect who you are. And uh, I miss that guy. I, I really do. He was one of a kind. One of a kind. Well, Bowler, you are one of a kind, sir, and we love it when you have a chance to drop by the big show on Tuesdays. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I got nothing else to do. I'm just looking outside. Snow. I've already snow blowed, so if anybody needs help, let me know. Austin needs help. Austin needs help. Austin needs help, actually. So, Austin, uh, you got problems there, pal? I bought an electric snowblower, which is about as good as blowing on the driveway. So, yeah. Oh, it runs off? I mean, not gas-powered? No, it's not powered, actually, if you ask me. But yeah, Forget it. Those things don't work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll call you. Yeah. Thank, thank okay. you, Bowler. We appreciate it. All right. Talk soon, guys. Thanks. Bye. The great Craig Bowler, Jack, television voice of the Utah Jazz. Let's get back out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Lone Depot, he's our good friend, Matt Harrison. Matt, what's going on? Is that one of those solar-powered snowblowers? Is it solar? Uh, no, it's it's battery-powered. Uh. But, again, powered is a liberal term in this case. Hey, Matt, I I have a question for you. If you had friends who talked to you, talked about about you the way Jake does me, what what would your reaction be? I'm just curious to know. You know, I'd have to sit him down in the corner and um, (laughs) have a conversation. Just because I think Gordon should probably be committed does not mean <laughs> that I'm being mean. Of course not. Of course not. Of course, Matt is never mean. He's nothing but uh, nice to everybody. And because, helpful. Yeah. yeah, he helps him, helps him uh, gain financial security. Yeah. You know, and in the last segment, I, I kind of threw out to our listeners, and you, you can always fall back on the listeners, right? I mean, they always treat us right. 
And I said, you know what, give me a scenario. And I, I had a woman. Now I'm going to disguise her name. This is not her real name. Now, Jane Doe, I know I'm being really original there. <laughs> so this is her situation, guys. So she's 67, owns a townhome, and she thinks that she, and she owns it outright. The problem with this townhome is that it's got stairs. And, you know, she's getting older. She really wants to move into something different. She thinks she can get about $350,000 selling this. But she does not want to have um, a mortgage. She she doesn't want to pay principal and interest payments. She's at that point in her life where she's on Social Security and makes, you know, she's able to to make it by. But um, she is eyeballing a property that would fit her needs perfectly. It's a rambler, no stairs. Um, yard maintenance, all that's included, but it's at 500 grand. And so I ran the scenario for her and the amount of money that she would need to invest in starting this reverse mortgage would be 251,599. In other words, she can sell her home, her town home for 350, um, be able to keep about a hundred grand in the bank and buy something at a half mil. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. So just, you know, this program is just so great. Now, again, talking about some of the things that we've talked about all show long, right? You've got to be 62, at least 62, to be able to get into this program. Um, If you're married, your spouse can be under that, but at least one of you needs to be 62. Has to be a primary residence. Um, You've got to pay property taxes, insurance, and HOA if applicable. And you've got to agree to maintain the residence. Now, process again super simple guys i need a birth date i need what you're wanting to buy and i need um you know kind of a a current equity position and from that we can build it and it's just it's really great again this is a program that just helps so many people get into something that's going to be a better fit as you age all right and you're making it super easy for people to get info on this love it you're giving away books today i am and i've got a lot of you that's taking advantage of it it's awesome so there's two ways to get this free book. It's on reverse mortgages. It will teach you the ins and outs. I just need to get uh, your information. Easiest way to do it is through my cell phone. It's 801-330-2200. Again, 801-330-2200. Or feel free to visit my website, reverseourhome.com. Again, reverseourhome.com. Got a lot of great videos there to teach you about the program as well. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. I'm excited to help you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. We appreciate it. Okay, thanks, guys. There's our friend Matt from Malone Depot, 801-330-2200, or go to his website, reverseourhome.com. Coming up next, sounds various clips. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Rod on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs that remind you of Austin. One by Metallica. 
Hey, we have some uh, quick jazz news, Gordon, then we'll get into sounds of various clips. Uh, Mike Conley is officially questionable for tomorrow's game against the Clippers. So we may see Mike tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm e- eager to see the reintegration of him, uh, the effect he'll have on the team. It makes the jazz deeper for sure, and it gives them some options that they might not have right now. But what does questionable mean? Do you, do you think uh, it'll be another game or two before he's back? Well, it's question, but with an a bull on it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. But what do you think it means? He might be back. So he's questionable. He's questionable. <clears throat> All right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it means. They're probably going to give it a day and see how it goes. They'll probably get him out, you, warm been, him up before you, the game and, yeah. and see how it feels. You've been in the camp to uh, to ensure that he takes his oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's right. 100%. They need him well, too the Jazz much. aren't exactly suffering right now without him. They haven't. No, but you're the one who's always focused on, well, what is going to happen in the playoffs? Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. It's going to go a lot better if everybody's healthy. True. True. But the Jazz are different. Like we talked about with uh, with Keith, the Jazz are different than the Lakers. They haven't, as Quinn likes to say, proven anything yet. And so they are proving something as they move through this process, whereas the Lakers don't have to worry about any of that because they know how to win at the end. All right, let's get to sounds of various clips. And this is actually an update on one of our very favorite sounds of various clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Of course, we remember the mountain climber, Eric Weihenmayer, the blind guy. And the the mm, flub on the news. Well, they they revisit it uh, thanks to what this is a TV show with Will Ferrell, Austin, and yeah, it's actually eight years ago this revisit because Anchorman Two was coming out. Oh, really? And so Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, and Jason Marsden were uh, James Marsden, excuse me, were on a show with Andy Cohen where they were revisiting a bunch of news bloopers and this one came up wait wait wait, real quick though before yeah. we play on that andy cohen so i i just started watching real housewives obviously the salt lake uh, and he hosts the, the after shows and now i see andy cohen wherever i go has really? he been has he been this famous <laughs> yeah and i just yes. haven't paid attention he has he's had this uh nightly show for for ages he was he's funny he, he was on the, the cnn new year's thing not that i watched that but i saw some of the he's done that for years too has he really yeah yeah now he's on every TV show that's that's even on. I this didn't even know who he was. reminds me of when you said, I saw a great movie. Have you seen Coco? And it's like, that was nine years ago. Yeah, man. wow. <laughs> I yeah, but know. I agree I agree <laughs> with you, Jake. When, once you identify someone, you're much more likely to notice them moving forward. I don't, I, you know, I swear I was watching Sesame Street with my daughter the other day. And he's like, hi, I'm Andy Cohen. <laughs> no, I, I just started knowing, knowing who the guy is. And now apparently he's everywhere. All right. Anyway, uh, so this is that's the setup. They play the clip for those guys, and uh, and uh, we revisit the situation. Here you go. So uh, last night on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens ah. Live, Will Ferrell and Steve yeah. Carell were there, and they had a moment, okay. uh, an anchor man moment. My expense. Sue Simmons, who is a well-known New York anchor who had a bit of a guffaw on the air and used that uh, four-letter word and wasn't fired, hosted a segment with... <laughs> Anchor people bloopers and somebody we know. Oh, I haven't seen this. Let's somebody see. we know made the cut. We were tweeted about it this morning by a number of people. Here's just one of those tweets. All right, you had a career moment last night at WFAA, Izzy, on Watch What Happens Live. Take a look. 
The next one is Cynthia Izaguere from KOAT Action 7 News. Now, Cynthia is reporting on a blind mountain climber. What does she call him instead of blind? Any ideas? Um, bland. Okay, bland. Mountain climber. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah. Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. <laughs> 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 Same thing. Wait a second. Oh, that doesn't sound anything like blind. <laughs> oh, it's exactly the same thing. Two seconds. You know, you're such a and good I, I'm just going to be honest, I really don't think it's that funny. Oh, you're crazy, lady. It's hilarious. I love it how bitter she still is because this was years later. It was years later. You know what? I still don't find it. It's just not that funny. Yes, it is. And it's they went really on. Funny. They went on to talk about how Eric Weyenmayer uses that moment at his speaking engagements to kind of have a little fun, and he's been very gracious about it. And she explained why she said "gay" yeah. instead of "blind." And it, but still, that's like me and Jeff Griffin. If if I if every time you wanted to play the Jeff Griffin thing, me going. Well, that's not really funny. That's, that's, I, just, I don't know why we're wasting our time here. Don't see why it's funny. What was Sour her grapes. explanation? Why did because she, she had done a story in the previous segment about uh, San Francisco, and I think it was the Gay Pride Parade or something like that. Uh, and so uh, she had it stuck in the brain. But it's hilarious because blind and gay are not the same as thing. As Steve Carell says, yeah. that sounds nothing like blind. Well, she says it twice, doesn't she? Yes. Got it. She goes, After but. the break, we're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But... He's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me, he's blind. <laughs> but he's gay. I mean, he's gay. I mean, he's blind. And then her to go, it's not that funny. Oh, just makes me want to play it more and more and more. It's so yeah, funny. It is so funny. You, you should funny. keep that little drop there for any time any of us complain about replaying uh, uh, over and over again things that we, that wear us a little. I just don't out. think it's that it's funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> Shut up and embrace it. <laughs> embrace it. You, Steve, you messed up. It's funny. Uh, yeah. Steve well, Carell. You can tell and, she's been she's been uh, teased about that a whole lot. Well, because it's epic. She's. <laughs> so great. I really don't think it's that funny. Is she still on TV? What's she what complaining she say, about? What did she say after that? Oh, you want the rest of it? You know, I just wanted to, she said, I don't think it's that funny. And uh, uh, what? what I really don't I, think it's that funny. Uh, well, uh, God, I, well. I swear to God, I don't think it's that funny. But if y'all think it's funny. And Will Ferrell. Oh, go for goodness. it. Laugh all you and want. And Steve Carell <laughs> think it's funny. Now, remember. Well, that's a little better. You know, she lightened up. There. I'll tell you what, I'd much rather be her than the guy who confused Samuel L. Jackson for Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd a hundred way times. rather be her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd rather be me with Jeff Griffin than that guy. Yeah. A hundred out of a hundred times. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's a terrible one. Yeah. See, oh, this God. lady has it easy. She could be that guy. And I love how Sam Jackson just. Just Let sticks him it to him. Smell it, because he's the he's the entertainment reporter for an L.A. <laughs> television station. Come on. Wasn't like the weather guy filled in real quick. It, was, it, it wasn't like Samuel L. Jackson is some like indie Sundance <laughs> film star. <laughs> what Super Bowl commercial? <laughs> it's it's Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, I mean, have you uh, you can very you can name very few actors who have appeared in fewer movies than him. Uh, he's 
He's in so many movies. It's it's pretty hard to mistake him. I mean, there are probably... But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. I mean, he was in a lot of movies. I mean, he's, he's in a lot of movies. He's probably one of the top ten most famous people in Hollywood. <laughs> you would think so. In the world, maybe. And by the way, Lawrence Fishburne, pretty famous too, last time I checked. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Uh, and it, yeah. But it's not that funny, Jake. I just don't think it's that funny. Well, Samuel didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> I think I he did, think though. I think it's that funny. He did think it was yeah, funny. Yeah, he did though. think it was funny. All right, stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Joe, shiny, happy people. Well, Austin's head is a little shiny. You know, he's he's happy. He's a person. I'm happy away from work. Oh, come on. <laughs> Gordon's not that bad. I've missed you guys. I have. Oh, this is funny. This is this was a funny choice. Actually, I like this song. It's what not is, that funny. What is this, R.E.M.? Isn't their yeah. lead singer bald, too? Uh, Not in the video. I'm oh, watching. Never. Okay. This is from out of time, isn't it? I don't know. I really don't think it's that funny. It's not up to you. How's it snowing up there, Gordon? Is it coming down good? Uh, it has been, but uh, it's it looks... Uh, I don't really see any kind of blizzard activity out there right now. Little weather update. You going to get out and shovel? Did you shovel today, Gordon? Are you asking me directly? I said, "Are you? Sh- did you shovel today, Gordon? That's pretty direct, right?" Why? No, I did not. Yeah. When's the last time you think you shoveled? Uh, I stopped shoveling once I uh, started p- paying someone to do it. Oh, yeah. and hey, hey, it. Uh, hold the phone. What about the son-in-law? <laughs> what about the son-in-laws? I, I, I know, I know, but. Uh, you still you still paid somebody to do it even though you've got all that manpower right there. I thought there you under owned a snowblower. Uh actually, you know, I we I <laughs> my neighbor Blake, my buddy, we uh, bought the snowblower together and so then when we decided we didn't want to do it anymore, we we gave the snowblower to the to the snowblower. <laughs> you gave the snowblower to the to the, to oh, the, to, to the, the service person. Yeah, 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 but but still, I mean, you go up to the sons-in-law, you say, "Hey, get off your duffs. It's time to get out there and earn your keep. <laughs> I save can't that, wait. save that hundred and fifty bucks or whatever you're paying that guy to do it." <laughs> I can't wait to see Jake in action when these kinds of crossroads uh, come along. I, I want to see you uh, handle that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jake will ever pay for someone to snow blow or no, shovel his never. property. Well, I, I didn't either for a long, 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 long. It's only been the but last... But if you do uh, it once, it doesn't matter how long you didn't do it. It's only been the last 20, 30 years. <laughs> no, no. It's really been just a couple of years. No! No. Yeah. no. I've been no. your producer for almost a decade, and it's no. been at least this whole time. No, it hasn't. When, when we first started doing the show... 
together. Uh, I I was I was still doing it myself. Let's fact check that. False. <laughs> I said mean? almost False. the whole time. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. How long has it, long's it back, been? What are we coming up on, Austin? Gordon, what, I don't what? think you've... This I've, is our 10th year. I don't think I've ever in my uh, entire time knowing you heard you talk about doing your own driveway. No, no, I did. I did that for a long time. It, it's been... Okay, maybe it's been five years, but it's been no longer than that. Oh, please. No, I used to do it. I used to go out and do do, do the driveway. And what, and, are, uh, are Tanner's legs painted on? You heard you heard me talk about how Blake sometimes would come over and do, do my driveway after he did his, and sometimes I would do my driveway and then go over and do his. Well, now there's so many cars in your driveway, it's harder to bl- do it. And yeah. No, I don't remember you ever saying that. No. No, Austin does. You, you <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. He does. Jake, when I did the show with you the first time, I used to do the snow blowing all the time myself. Hmm. That was a hundred years ago. It was a while ago. Well, I know, but I did it. I did it up through. There's no way I can prove it to you. So it's like saying I, I didn't say. do heroin for 42 years, and then I started doing heroin. Doesn't That's, matter well, I, that you didn't do it for 42 it's, years. It's like saying, I'm going to fix my whole family dinner tonight and then filming yourself <laughs> throwing a couple of vegetables on a salad. I did much more than that. You guys have not given me proper credit. That you know? pie says Kirkland on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the worst part. Gordon just saying, oh, yeah, I whipped up a key lime pie in 10 minutes. Heart, one of the hardest things to, to create. <laughs> Homemade crust and all, guys. Amazing. Amazing stuff. There's <laughs> a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. All right. Yeah. Let's go out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, he's been hanging out with us all day. Uh, he's our friend Matt Harrison from Lone Depot. And I'm, I'm glad, Matt, that a lot of folks are taking advantage of this or at least finding out more about it. Oh, it's been so great. And, and, Gordon, you know the true value of time. I do. I do. You do. Yeah, why, why go out and, and, and yeah. you know, shovel when when there yeah. are others that are more capable that can do it for you? <laughs> See, Matt's a man after my own heart, you know? He's a so Gordon he apologist. Up, he, he grew up in yes. Southern California. So he's well, yeah, to... Southern California, you don't have to shovel. I mean, that was something, something I new. Really. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold that against Matt. All right. So, guys, I, I want to open up this last little segment to questions that the three of you have about reverse mortgages. We've talked about a lot of different stuff, but what has been kind of swimming around your own brains as we've been kind of talking about the ins and outs of this program and, and how it works? I got one. Okay. Matt, okay, so is it is it is it a good idea for everybody, regardless of how – whether you have a lot of money or you have very little money or try, you're trying to be very economical or you're trying, you just don't, it doesn't, that part of it, you just want to make a good decision. Does it work for everyone? So I'll answer that in, in three parts. So if you are 62 plus and you have at least a 50% equity position in your home, then it's very, very important that you look at this as an option. And here's why. Your home is an asset, and it's an asset you have thrown money into for a majority of your life. Um, that money is locked away to you, unless you do one of a few things. You either do a home equity line of credit, you sell the property, you do a cash out refinance. But each one of those is going to carry its own you know, piece that you got to kind of overcome. If you're 
if you're looking at trying to open up the the cash flow in your own life on a monthly basis and open up equity position that you could draw on if you need it, and, and you're 62 and over, and you have at least a 50% equity play in your home, then absolutely something to look at. And that's if you're, you know, um, you know, you've got, you know, a limited income. This is if you're, you know, normal everyday guy, you know, myself, you know, Jake Austin, you know, or Gordon, you know, if you're in your position. So you got your three separate areas, and you know, if you're have a, if you have a mortgage that you're paying right now, and and you're 62 plus, you're like, yeah, I can continue to make this, but you know what? A few years from now, I may not want to. I may want to kind of turn that down and have that money to be able to use. Great program. You make the payment. One of the programs that we've talked about allows for a line of credit growth if you make the payment, which is awesome. You don't have to make the payment. The credit still grows for you. Um, and if you own your home free and clear, again, great way to access the equity in your home if you ever needed it. Wow, that's amazing. So it, it does sound like it worked for, for a lot of folks. But if, if people are wondering if it's a good fit, you're making that easy too, right? Yeah, and, and really, I mean, my goal is to educate on this program. See if it's right for you. See if it works for your for your situation. Whether you're wanting to stay in your home or move, um, few different ways to do that. I uh, the, the entire show I've been handing out free books. I will continue to do that. Um, just ordered another case, so you know it's awesome. I'm glad so many people want to know about the program. Um, I just need to know how to send it to you. My cell phone: eight zero one three three zero. Two two zero zero again eight zero one three three zero two two zero zero, or you can connect with me on my website. It's reverseourhome.com again reverseourhome.com, and get the information over to you. and And really, this is all about educating and, and teaching you. And I'm more than happy to go through your scenario, see where you're at, and um, and see how this program can work for you. That's I so love cool. that. I love that, Matt. Yeah, sorry, Jake. I mean, to step on you there, but I love that because you you educate somebody, and if it feels right, they can do it, and if they don't want to do it, then they don't do it. Yeah, at least knowledge is power, and and take it with you. But this is a very exciting program, and it has changed a lot. So, the you know, the bad name that kind of reverse mortgage had, you know, years gone. It, it, it's it's gone. This is a premium program. It's wonderful. It helps so many people. Well, Matt, thanks for jumping on with us today. And thanks for all you're doing for our listeners. We appreciate it. As always, appreciate you guys. Take care. There you go. That's our friend, uh, Matt from Loan Depot. That number again, 801-330-2200 to go to his website, reverseourhome.com. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'll tell you what, Gordo, it's been fun having Austin back today. Oh, it sure has, man. It just feels, fits like a glove. And Austin, we missed you, brother. And it's, it's terrific, just like Jake said, to have you back. Well, if the glove doesn't fit, never mind. Uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, I was trying you. to figure out if that glove was a, that glove bit was a like a fat joke or something right there. I was trying to. Oh, stop it. Come on. Well, you never know, Gordon. You're 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 sly that way when you you slip in your jabs. 
That's not what I meant. <laughs> I just meant that it's nice to have Austin back. That's all. What that's did you do I without meant. Captain Good Time while I was gone? You guys, we struggled. It, did yeah, you? We, yeah. we, well, I mean, but the guys helped out real well. And here, there was a lot. Uh, there was a uh, a lecture on baloney. I heard about. Yeah, yeah. there was that. Uh, uh, wonder who asked too. about that. Now, not to that, that uh, Are you a fan of baloney? Oh no, we're not doing that again. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, not to ruin your first day back, Austin, but. Too late. Uh, you do owe us something. And <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Now we now we don't have to do it right now, but I just want you to know that we have not forgotten. I have. What are you talking <laughs> and about? And you did lose our football contest, and uh, last place does owe incriminating yeah, audio. That's true. The sad thing is the listeners don't want to hear me do incriminating audio. They want to hear Gordon. No, they want to hear you. No, they want not, to hear no. you. That's what they're gonna hear, but it's not what they want to hear. So. Hey, you're the funniest guy on the show. They want to hear you. They want to hear you say something that's going to make them. I laugh. cannot believe how predictable you are with your NFL picks, Gordon. Really disappointing. What? How am I predictable? We, you I picked. Hate being the, predictable. You, you went with the team the we favorite. knew you were going to go yeah. with. Yeah. But that's because I picked them before the season which started. Which you, you were going to. Which you were I, obviously but, going to do. And again, yeah, but, you had plenty of opportunity to change your pick. We told you we weren't going to hold you what you did before the season. You had the opportunity to jump back on Tommy's bandwagon, but you abandoned him. Yeah. And you I did it for the favor. I should have stayed with Tom. I, uh, I, I, I did cave in to my previous because I didn't want to look like I was flip-flopping. So, but... Uh, you know, I knew all along. I'll pay up, though. Win. I'll pay up. But real quick, did you guys even like that Super Bowl? Is, I no, did. Well, it wasn't competitive enough. No, it was I, a waste of time. I honestly thought that the Chiefs could come back at any minute. I mean, it obviously when there was like two minutes left in the game, it was over. But no, it was too obvious that they couldn't move the ball on that team, and it was too regardless. Yeah, we don't need to break it all down again. I just was wondering if you guys thought it was a fun. It was all right, game or not? No, so, yeah. it was too one-sided. Yep, not for me. I enjoyed but, watching uh, my guy Tommy win. Yeah, I, I enjoyed oh, every second of it. <laughs> I saw you. You own Uggs. You slippers. Own, you should owe incredible, incriminating audio just for owning slippers. Uggs. Slippers doesn't matter. It does. They make a fine slipper. Mm. They do. Okay. Okay. Real wait men a don't wear what's slippers. The diff- what's the difference oh, between a true. slipper and a boot? If it's comfortable, it's comfortable. No, no, no. A slipper is made for the indoors and has like a fur lining. Slipper is made for soft well, people. And it's yeah, made but out boots, of like leather. Boots have, have fur, have the lining too. They're just comfortable outside. I don't know what to tell you, Gordon. I like the sl- I like the slippers. Of course, the guy flopper. whose favorite food item is a leg of lamb also owns <laughs> sheep wool slippers. And he also walks around the house with the cardigan on, you know, with the pipe, <laughs> the whole thing. But Not he does pipe. his own cardigan, snow removal. Yes, yeah. I do do my own snow removal. That's true. And I'm not the one who lost face, uh, faith in my man crush. Not that guy. <laughs> That's not me. Man, I was, I was snow blowing my driveway for many, many years Ugh. past what you have. So, uh, we'll see, you know, check back with me in, in a while. Fact check? We'll do we need to Hello? fact check that with Lisa? <laughs> Well, I did live in California for 10 years. Ago. I mean, You did? Uh, yeah. Man, there's not a lot of snow down there. But once I moved up here nearly 30 years ago. yeah. When you were writing for the Orange County Clipper? <laughs> no. I lived in California. <sighs> Gordon, you uh, enjoy your evening, and uh, let's, let's come up with something good for Austin to record. It'll be really good. It'll, it'll be the best yet. 
All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I have pierced nipples.